Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rob Gunther. And I'm Carrie Donahue. It's Friday, September 16th, and we're here with you updating the news all day, every weekday. Here's the latest. Last night, the federal judge overseeing the seized Mar-a-Lago documents told the Justice Department it still can't access those classified files just yet. Instead, she appointed semi-retired federal judge Raymond Dreary as special master to comb through the files first. This is a win for former President Donald Trump. It delays the DOJ's criminal investigation. The judge did say, however, that Trump will have to foot the bill for the special master. It's been seven weeks since Mississippi ordered a boil water notice for residents of Jackson, and the state now says the water is finally safe to drink again. Governor Tate Reeves says that the water system is still a mess, though, and future interruptions are possible. The EPA is investigating the crisis in what the agency's inspector general says is a top-to-bottom review. It's an effort similar to the 2014 investigation of Flint, Michigan, whose water crisis led to nine indictments. Officials in Montana say they're going to defy a court order that blocks a state rule making it impossible for trans residents to change their birth certificate's gender identity. A judge had dismissed a law back in April that would have required proof of a vague surgical procedure to get the change. Then last week, Governor Greg Gianforte's administration made an even harsher rule blocking the change entirely. The state's defiance here is the latest effort by lawmakers in conservative states to limit the rights of transgender people. Right now, Uber drivers and other gig economy workers are classified as independent contractors, which means they're not entitled to the same labor protections as official employees. But that might not last for long. The Federal Trade Commission has voted to focus its efforts on protecting gig workers from low wages, long hours, and other unfair practices. This means federal regulators could sue companies like Uber or DoorDash over wage violations. A groundbreaking treatment for the autoimmune disease lupus showed overwhelming success in a recent study. Five people with severe lupus received transfusions of genetically modified cells called CAR-T cell therapy. Now, all five are in remission. It's still unclear how long this remission will last, but the study's authors believe the therapy works by prompting a, quote, rebooting of the autoimmune system, and they hope that this research will lead to other treatments for diseases like multiple sclerosis. Did you know you can share any of our segments on social media? Just look at the description section in your podcast app and you'll see a little share link next to each story. It's super easy. Give it a try. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest. There's a new generation of influencers on the rise. Crypto hype men. Yeah, I know, I know. But people are still making a fortune on places like YouTube promoting cryptocurrencies. How? How are they doing this? Wild predictions. Endless hype. And even when their advice is terribly wrong, they're still making bank off their loyal followers. Insider's Rob Price is here to explain how these guys got so popular and why their success may be ethically murky. So, Rob, this is I'm going to start out with a really dumb question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Who is still buying Bitcoin and cryptocurrency after the recent collapse? Certainly, there's been a decline in recent months. But in the last year or two, there has been a huge wave of consumer interest. People hearing about crypto for the first time, often as a result of glitzy advertising campaigns by the big companies. And it's these wave of naive new consumers that these influencers have really been able to build an audience off the back of. 
Mm-hmm. And so you're describing this new audience. There's a lot of uh, activity in YouTube and these self-made YouTube influencers. How are they making money here? Although they talk a lot about trades, coins to make you rich, it's typically not through the actual cryptocurrencies themselves they're making bank. It's more about things like advertisements on YouTube that they're selling alongside their videos, they're selling merch to their viewers. One of the more problematic ways they're making money is using referral links to cryptocurrency exchanges. So Rob, despite the swings in the market, these gigs are lucrative regardless of how everything's playing out. Exactly, yeah. They don't have as much of a stake in the actual value of the currencies. As long as they're convincing people to engage, that's all that really matters. Your piece has so many of these colorful characters with, you know, unique usernames, wildly different backgrounds. Does any one of those people stand out in particular? Karl Runefeld was a really interesting guy. This young, 20-something Swedish guy, previously worked as a grocery store clerk. She's now got 600,000 followers on YouTube. He claims to be a billionaire, but that's true, is questionable. But he's built this huge audience by making these incredibly wild predictions about cryptocurrency even though his accuracy is kind of spotty at best. Self-made billionaire, just fake it till you make it, just keep saying it's true. (laughs) (laughs) You know, okay, so it's one thing to get a following on TikTok or YouTube. That doesn't sound that, I mean, I can't do it, but it doesn't sound that difficult for these sorts of like hype men. What I really am interested though is that your article makes it clear it's not just social media. These people are getting booked on legit business TV show, Fox Business, CNBC, Insider. Who is booking these people? Over the last year or two, there's been this huge wave of interest in cryptocurrency from ordinary consumers, ordinary people. And as a result, news organizations have been scrambling to find experts who can speak authoritatively about this stuff. And these influencers, one thing they're extremely good at is self-promotion. So they're great at putting themselves out there, getting themselves in front of the right people, and making themselves available. Can you lay out some of the ethical concerns that you're seeing? Sure. So... Let's talk about the referral links. So I think referral links are a particularly ethically murky area. They're where you know, the influencer has this incentive to encourage their followers to sign up and spend money, even if you know, the market's actually tanking, Bitcoin's crashing. From the experts we spoke to, they said you know, this was a huge ethical red flag. Mm-hmm. As it stands right now, what do you think could be done to bring this into line? First, you could push for much stronger disclosures around advertising and these kind of like referral deals. The second is stronger credentialing for some of this stuff that if, you know, if you're going to give people financial advice on the internet, you need some degree of financial training to do so. As things currently stand, I just don't see much changing. There's not any kind of obvious regulator that would hold these guys accountable, and part of it is... They're in this weird gray area. You know, they're not quite a financial analyst. They're not quite a journalist. They're not quite a stock picker. And so a lot of the old rules don't really apply to them. But in the short term, at least, I don't see that really impacting these guys' success and popularity. Rob, thank you so much for chatting. Thanks for having me. Rob Price is a correspondent at Insider. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Carrie Donahue. And I'm Rob Gunther. Talk to you soon.